0: So we are so excited to have you here for our very first ever. Mother says, "Is their sound?" Hopefully, <laughs> I think you. I think you guys have to turn your sound on to make sure it's oh. on, because some people are hearing. I had this problem. Okay, Alex had to sign off and sign back. She was on mute. Okay, so you guys
1: unmute here. We should just tell people how to.
0: <laughs> All right, we're going in. Um, thank you, Brittany, <laughs> for clarifying.
1: That happened to me as well, numerous times. So, yeah, not to worry. All right, B, you want to kick us off? Yes.
0: Okay. So, we are so excited to have you guys here for our very first ever um, webinar series with Be My Neighbor. This one is Corona Cancelled. I'm Bevan Prince, and this is this way, this way. That's Brittany Levine. And we are the co hosts of the Be My Neighbor podcast. And as some of you know, Brittany, Several two years ago now, 2018, had to cancel her wedding due to Hurricane Florence. And it was the week of her wedding that she had to cancel, Wednesday, car packed, ready to go. And we had several people reach out to us over the past two weeks, really wanting some advice on how to navigate this really challenging and um, new uncertain time that we're currently in. So we called on Two incredible experts that we have here today. We have uh, Rachel Joe Silver, who is the founder of Love Stories TV, who we've had on our podcast before. She was on uh, episode seven, and then we also have Francesca DiSelba. Um, How do you say your last name? Is it Fulmer? Palmer, you can just go by DeSava, though. It's fine. Okay. Well, I like Palmer. I like the hyphenation, so we're going with <laughs> that. Um, so, And Francesca is a Charleston wedding planner at uh, Pure Lux Bride and was also Brittany's wedding planner during her whole experience back in 2018. Yep. So um, Rach, we had you on the podcast. We know all about you. We know all about Love Stories TV. Can you kind of fill everybody in who is New to this about you and Love Stories TV itself?
2: Yeah. So, Love Stories TV is a video platform for wedding ideas and inspiration. So, on lovestoriestv.com, we have tens of thousands of real wedding videos from all over the world that have been uploaded by videographers and newlyweds. And when people upload their video, they tag all the details about the wedding. So, the venue, the vendors, the style, the love story. So, if you are planning your wedding, you can come to lovestoriestv.com and watch real wedding videos to find a venue or see what vendors have worked at your venue or get ideas for a boho wedding or a rustic wedding or a Jewish wedding or a lesbian wedding or a wedding in Charleston or anything you could think of. And in addition to our website, we have um, a Snapchat Discover channel where we share content. We have our Instagram, our Facebook, our YouTube, our Pinterest. Um, we do a lot of offline events. We're not doing a whole lot of those at the moment, but we're bringing, bringing them online. Um, and so we're really you know, inspiring people through wedding video content. Um, and we have a network of vendors called the Love Club, who are featured vendor network. Um, and um, that's what we do. And I was at Birchbox for many years before launching Love Stories TV. So my background's in video and social media marketing. Um, and that's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. You're amazing. Um,
2: also, we... Just want
3: Francesca, if you could just tell us a little bit about you and and your work. Definitely. So I'm a wedding planner and event designer in Charleston, South Carolina. I would say about ninety percent of our weddings are destination weddings. So our clients were not physically located here in Charleston. They're all over the country, um, some outside of the country, um, and we had the pleasure of doing Brittany and Brian's wedding, um, and had the pleasure of working with them for just a little bit longer. Um, So we really know them well and their families well and um, had a really good experience with them. But we like to get to know all of our couples and and continue relationships. So we're so happy to be here. Thank you.
0: Thank you guys so much for joining us. And Britt, maybe it's a good time for you to give those that do not know a little bit of your backstory and um, what happened with your wedding in 2018.
1: Sure, yeah. So if you hadn't heard our, our podcast episode, I think it was like really our third episode in, Bevan, where we just like were hit yeah. by all of this. We had just launched Be My Neighbor mm-hmm. thing for us. And then that happened. So lovely timing. But yeah, I, I really, really feel for all of you right now. Because going into about a week of our wedding after planning for about a year, uh, got all the weather reports, 90 text messages coming through that there was going to be a big hurricane. And yes, hurricane season in Charleston is September, but we would have never thought that this would happen to us and had our whole car packed, everything ready to go, everyone's flights were booked, all of that. And basically, we're told by the governor that Charleston was shutting down and we could not get in family members of mine still felt that they somehow could get into Charleston <laughs> that they could have you know come by boat do whatever they needed to do to get in we could not get in so we were basically given about i would say francesca 3 to 6 hours to replan our our entire wedding and to really pick a new date and hear some of the dates that were made available for us and it felt like a whirlwind. Um, you know, you felt hit by a brick. The amount of text messages coming through were very, very overwhelming. How to tell all of our family and friends? So, yeah, we basically had six hours to pick a new date, go from there. And unfortunately, you know, and fortunately, because Charleston's such a beautiful place, we had to act fast. We had to act quickly because there are so little dates that you could choose, and some of the things that we had wanted to do. Get married on a Saturday. All those different elements that you know, really, at the end of the day, we'll get into that a little bit later, didn't matter, but were important to us. Made us wait in about nine months to reschedule to a new date. Um, so instead of having our wedding on September fifteenth, two thousand eighteen, our new date was June twenty second, and yeah, we had it. And we'll again get into that later, but. I know where you guys are. I feel for you. I know how like, just all the feelings that you must be going through right now. And it is a real thing. So I urge you to embrace those feelings and live with those feelings and, and take it all in, because it's, it's, it's scary. So that's why we're here for you guys today, really, too.
0: Yeah. Everyone's probably going to judge me for this, but I remember this time so clearly. And I remember all of just the like beauty Things that you had done leading up to that moment, and then thinking, Oh my God, she's gonna have to do them all again. She's oh so my good. God.
1: All of you brides know, you know definitely you're eating right, and probably, or maybe, you know, maybe drink a First thing I did. But- so,
0: Britt, you obviously did have a choice in rescheduling, and right. we're gonna come back to that. But we understand that there's many of you right now that are just in this really unknown position. Your wedding may be planned for May or June or even August. And I want to know from Francesca and Rachel, like how you go about deciding whether or not to reschedule at this point if your wedding is a little bit further out.
3: So I can say um, the first thing to do is just breathe. Take a second. This is uncharted territory for everyone. Um, not just our clients, but for us as well. Breathe in and have a glass of wine. Um, but you know, we are all here as your vendor team, and we'll do whatever we can to transfer dates and act accordingly. And if you do have a planner, trust in your planner because we can get things done quickly. As Britt knows, um, we have her whole wedding I think rescheduled, gosh, within less than a day. Uh, but trust in your vendor team and really think of at the end of the day you guys are going to get married whether it's now or if it's six months from now you're going to get married and do you want to put the lives of your friends and family at risk with this craziness that's going on right now or would you rather have everyone there and be healthy and happy and not feeling anxious can you imagine going to a wedding right now and how anxious you would even feel if you were allowed to go to one yeah no Um, no
2: the thing is this is like tough to say and everybody always wants to think there's someone out there who like has the answer and and we don't know yet so I think that like if you're in some ways it's almost easier for people whose weddings were in March and April it's like you don't have a choice like it's canceled right but if your wedding's in July June July August like those are big question marks and I think that it comes down to sort of like your a few questions So a few things to ask yourself. I know we'll get more into practicalities, but like when, like, if you want to have something pretty close to the original wedding you had planned, like, it's like, when can your venue even accommodate you? It's a very popular venue. They might not even have anything until um, fall or winter, which could be a blessing in disguise, you know? So I think that's like the first thing is your venue. And then it's like, what's your, you know, what's your risk tolerance and what's, you know, how much will you care if some people don't make it? So if you reschedule for August, like, Depending where your wedding is, like there might be some people in August who aren't ready to get on a plane yet, or like go to some destinations, and there might be some people who like can't wait to go do something. You know, I think it it depends on people's age and um, like their other situations. So I think you just have to ask yourself, like, if I was originally going to have this two hundred person wedding and I reschedule it for July and only a hundred are there, but everything else is the same, like, am I still going to feel great about that? Then that's what you should do. So you have to sort of like. Really be honest with yourself, I think, about those questions. And Francesca will talk more about this, but it's like the first thing, the first the people who are gonna help you ask you those right questions and make those decisions are gonna be your venue or if you have a planner. So that's really I think where you want to start. Right. Yeah.
1: right. Thank you. And would you guys also suggest? I mean, a lot of people that have come to us have said, you know, right now they've eloped and maybe done a big party later. Francesca, I know you mentioned a couple that had reached out about that. What would you suggest regarding that?
3: So if you are still able to get married on your actual wedding date, do it. If your city state is allowing it, do it. At least you have your date that you can go back to and say, hey, we were still married here and have a big party later. Um, We have actually recently today spoke to a bride who is out of um, Maryland. Who was never planning to get married in charleston actually was getting married in pennsylvania and reached out to us because she decided that she wants to have an elopement um here in charleston still have all the beautiful details it's something that we do we call it a styled elopement um in a beautiful venue still have all the bells and whistles and just to say you know screw the planning my venue gave away my date that i had on hold and i'm over it and let's do it sooner than later. So there are brides that are definitely considering that. And then having the big party later, or maybe not having the big party later. Um, for us, we do recommend rather to cancel altogether just to postpone um, because there are so many vendors that are impacted. Um, you know, if you think of the wedding day, and I saw the statistic yesterday, which I found very um, interesting and very true. But if you think of a wedding day, there's about 13 small businesses on average that are included in one person's wedding day. And in Charleston, our market is so huge. There's, you know, 100 weddings a weekend. Can you imagine how many businesses are impacted directly because of this craziness that's going on? So rather than cancel, postpone, or if you want to elope, but go back and still have your party at your venue that you had already planned to have.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I mean in most listen, in most cases, like the venue your that choice might not be made might be made for you. Like you, you probably cannot get your money back in most cases. They want you to postpone. And I'm gonna say that as a lead into something else, which um, you know, we've been talking about a lot at Love Story TV, which just is remembering that it's and we actually talk about this all the time, not just in light of corona. It's not like wedding vendors and couples and like you're so separate and so different like you're like y'all are just people right so it's like you're worried about like your finances like you've been saving up for your wedding and like you think it's really expensive you know but it's like these people that's their like livelihood and that's their job just like you're worried about your job in light of the greater mm-hmm. you know economic situation so like just talk to your vendors and talk to your venue and try to understand like they'll be they'll if you just talk Person to person they can explain to you like why they can't afford to just give you your money back But they'd be happy to do it for you at another date Um, and again We'll get more into the details of like how to start that whack-a-mole like process, but um, I I just couldn't agree more I think that like um You know if you can get married now, I mean now today today, I don't even think you can go to like um, City Hall and like get married but like again, you might be able to do that in June and then have your big celebration like a couple months later but um you know I, I think that's the way to think of it it's not like your vendors or your venues are like against you or you're really on this other side of the table like your people their people everyone in the world is being impacted by this crazy situation just call people up and be like okay like what can we do like what can you what how, where can you be flexible where can't you and just have a conversation
0: Let's skip ahead to that for just a second, because now that we're on that topic, I think it's really important um, you know, that we do remember that everybody is really doing the best that they can. And you're talking person to person. And there are ways to communicate and ways to get creative in this situation, Rachel, that we yeah. spoke about earlier, yeah. and communicating with your vendors. So yeah. we're in the situation, like say you're in Brittany's situation. And yeah. it's it's absolutely not an option. I think for most people right now, it's pretty much not an option yeah. if it's in the next coming weeks. right? So what? are you think what do you think the next steps are like where do you even go from here your plan prioritize your vendor how do you vendors like what how do you decide what's most important at this point
2: yeah well so i think listen if you're in a position where you have a true planner for your wedding a full service planner like obviously start there i mean you are paying this person for their expertise they know everything this is their job like take a breath and call them because you are, you are in great shape. Not everybody has a full service planner for their wedding. We know that. So, um, you know, Francesca said something earlier which really resonated with me is like, which of your vendors is sort of like your most trusted person. Maybe it's like that first person you hired, you know, or maybe it's the person you've become the closest to in the process. Like wedding vendors are all wedding experts, right? So really any of them can probably give you good advice where to start. I think, typically I would tell people to just start with the venue one, because like everything else kind of depends on the venue and two, the venue typically has a coordinator there. Um, and that's like a really good person to start with. And what's typically going to happen is your venue is going to either say to you, um, okay, like we only, here's the date you can have. Like we have one date in 2020 or, you know, in 2021, here's your date or they might say to you, here's three dates. And then if if it's that later scenario, that's where you sort of have to look at all your vendors and be like, okay, who are the people I couldn't live without? And I feel a little weird saying that as someone who works with vendors, it's not like one's more talented than the other or more important, but we talk a lot at Love Stories VL, people have different priorities. Some people like have been dreaming about their wedding video for like the last decade. And that is the first person they hired and they want that videographer there. Some people are like, I just care about a dance party. And I like die for this band, and that's what I want. And everybody has different priorities, so it's like you go to your venue, get your your uh, date choices, and then you start, you know, going start sort of with the vendors that are like the most important to you. And then I can give you some advice like what to do if people um, like are available or if they're not. But I think that's sort of the first, um, you know, first couple steps. Uh, We're going to come
0: back to that. So, Jessica, yeah. from your perspective, like specifically talking about Britney's wedding when she. I remember her having to make these choices really quickly, and she had paper like all over her apartment, was on the phone (laughs) with you, was on the phone with her mom, was on the phone, you know, with everyone who's important to her, just kind of trying to navigate this. What would, how did you begin?
3: (laughs) So, um, with us kind of holding the keys to all vendors, it allowed us to reach out to the venue first, see what dates were available, um, which in charleston saturdays book up very quickly and i knew that having a saturday was a priority which is why we had to push back as far as we did um but one thing to consider if you're a current bride looking to reschedule um is off peak is now on peak so these brides that are trying to schedule in august in charleston where it is so hot and insane that's usually off peak um same goes for you know the winter months although the winter here is quite nice not gonna <laughs> lie um but The off peak is now the on peak and if you're really concerned about having your vendor team and you know every single person consider a weekday in a really nice time of the year because guess what everyone's going to be available it will be a non-issue all of your vendors are going to work with you to transfer contracts they want to do your wedding as much as you want them to do your wedding um and everyone's anxious to get back to work so the sooner the better you know like let us let us get back to our creative ally and what we love um but that to Brittany's situation, you know, wanting a Saturday and having to push that far out was definitely a challenge. But once we connected with the venue and got their availability, we of course checked with our availability. And then from there, um, luckily we're a planning team. There's two of us, so it's not just me. Um, And Blake and I reached out to every single vendor and were able to essentially present them with, here are the dates that we can get everyone for. I don't think we had any
1: loss of vendors with your wedding, did we? We did not. It was nine oh, months, yeah, no, yeah, nine months, months later. So yeah. we were, thankfully, it was really great. And everyone did come together. Everyone did come together as a team. They everybody feels for everybody during all of these times because they know how important it is for you. But you guys, like it was like Charleston family, and you guys still remained our family you know to this day. It's like they wanted it all to happen. Yes, they were losing money, but they knew that they wanted the state to go on. And yes, we lost money in different things, but our, our flower vendor, for example, because it was the week of, she was able to donate all of her flowers, um, which was like a tax write-off. So she was like, able to donate the flowers, do some good with that. And we felt, we're like, oh, at least these flowers aren't dying. You know, <laughs> At least they're yeah. going to a good place. So just different ways. And I said to them, to everyone I said thank you so much for being a part of it No, whatever I can do whatever press I can get whatever things we could do going forward after this I will try my ultimate hardest because I so appreciated y'all just you know rallying around us as a couple like our our friends and our team did too
2: can I suggest one more thing too which is like I like I love this um we we tell people all the time like consider a Friday wedding like if you have like a dream venue you know but maybe it's a little uh high on the budget end for you or it's like not available. Like people are traveling anyway. You know, if people are in town, like they're happy to leave work like a little early on a Friday. Like I think you're I couldn't agree more about that. And I think it's also like everyone's eager to get back to work. And if the I think in Brittany's situation, nine months was totally reasonable because a hurricane is like something we sort of understand. We know the seasonality. Like it didn't feel that far away but like i would really encourage people to think about not waiting 9 to 12 months and trying to do it sooner for like a couple reasons one like without sounding like you know an alarmist like we don't know what's going to happen this time next year i mean we'll obviously have a better handle on things as, as a global population but we don't know yet and like you typically you know with your wedding vendors maybe you make a deposit but you pay them the second half of um your payment like at the wedding or you're paying them an installment so like the sooner you can have your wedding, like you're helping these small businesses like get the ball back rolling again. Like you know, you're just not losing momentum with your friends and family. So I just love that idea. and would really encourage people to consider that. Like if your venue's like, okay, we can do your same wedding in you know nine months. Be like, okay, well, like, do you have any Thursdays or Fridays in the next like three months? And um, I'm yeah. trying to get people to think about three that. to
1: six months is ideal for yeah. sure. Three I agree three. with you. Rachel, yeah. you had mentioned before when we were talking earlier today something about vendor redirects. And I had no idea about what that was or mm-hmm. how that worked, but could you fill everyone in on that?
2: Yeah. So you might find yourself in a situation when your venue's like, okay, um, here's like two dates or the date, and you choose a date based on when most vendors can do it, and your florist is like, I just can't do that date. And I um, you know, so there's two things to think about. Say the florist might be like, I can't do that date and I can't, I can't give you back your deposit. Like I can't afford it. I'm a small business. Like, um, so two things. So you might be able to work something out with the florist where they might be able to say, okay, I'm going to keep your deposit, but I'm going to help you find another florist that I trust and that I like, and that can do your date. And then, you know, now I'm speaking sort of to vendors, but vendors, like that's an opportunity for you to like, not lose you know the whole deposit help somebody else get some new business and you guys might be able to do like um uh like a commission sharing situation if you're like helping each other book more weddings Mm -hmm. you know or on the flip side you might be able to say to that florist or to that venue like okay i know i can't lose your deposit but what if i can help you book another wedding like to replace mine yeah you know i think that again like everybody's doing the best they can everybody's trying to not go out of business but also like something we remind couples all the time is like no matter how amazing love stories tv is like every wedding vendor will tell you that their best business comes from word of mouth right and even as great as love stories TV is like a bride is not going to post her wedding video if she doesn't love her wedding somebody's not going to review you on wedding wire positively if they didn't have a good experience with you so at the end of the day wedding vendors like live and die by the recommendations of their Clients, they want to keep you happy. They don't want to keep your deposit if you're going to be like really angry and upset. Like they want to work it out with you. Mm
1: -hmm. So I
2: think just having that conversation. If you can't make the date work, can they help you find someone else, or like you know, can you help them find someone else to maybe get some of your deposit back? It's it's a conversation worth having.
0: So it's really like you have to be incredibly creative and communicative in this situation. It's. We're in a situation now. The better we, the sooner we all get back to, to our plans and our work, the better. So the
1: idea is just kind of like moving that along. Um, yeah, totally. yeah, I love that. In in on that message and on that path, we've had a lot of you reach out about notifying your guests and that overwhelming job that feels just like such a burden of having to redirect everything. Um, You know, Francesca, now that there is a new plan in mind, and hopefully you've established your new date, how do you recommend any creative or organizational tips? Like, how do you recommend everyone reach out to their community?
3: So, there's a few different ways you can do this. If your wedding is like very soon and you just had to postpone or your venue canceled and you have no option, the best thing to do is to draft a text or an email that you can send to pretty much everyone. Um, if you have a new date, essentially just say like, hey, we have a new date, we've been forced to postpone. We really want you to be there for the new date. We don't want you to feel anxious and overwhelmed with trying to travel to Charleston during this time. We understand. Um, and you know, because of that reason, we have postponed and our new date will be this date at the same venue. Um, if you don't yet have your date or if you're working out the kinks, essentially, um, you can just tell guests the same thing and redirect them to your wedding website. Um, Just don't forget to renew your domain because they usually expire that day to the year. Um, And also try and keep that updated as much as you possibly can through the rest of that process. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have had a few of our brides, one last weekend, who actually did end up getting married, which is awesome. Um, It was before Charleston went into lockdown mode. Um, They were able to elope in her parents' backyard. Um, which is super, super sweet. And the um, photographer, amazingly enough, um, offered to show up and take some photos. And they are sending that essentially as an announcement of we're married and changed the date and here's the new date and we can't wait to see you type of a thing, which was awesome and um, a great way to announce it. Okay. So we are getting really so
0: Q and A afterwards. I just saw a question that I feel like is really important. Do you think it's necessary to reprint invites?
3: I would say it depends on how soon your wedding is. Um, if your wedding isn't until I would say eight months or more, then yes, I would say to reprint invites. Um, whether or not you reinvite the entire guest list or reinvite just those that had said yes is a whole other story. Um, but in that case i would say yes um reprint they don't have to be anything crazy minted has amazing options there's ways that you can customize them they always have discount codes like do that that way you have something in paper um, it's just a formality um or have whoever your graphic designer was just send a we've moved the date and a simple rsvp it needs to not be nearly as elaborate elaborate as the first invitation but i definitely do think that something in writing in the mail to get to someone if it is pushed further out is ideal um and minted is a great option for that if the wedding is for instance we have one that had postponed from april to july do i think they need to reprint invitations um, it's a stationed dinner it's not a sit down where there's meal choices and it doesn't ride a ton on guest count so for that being said no, I don't think you necessarily have to resend an entire invitation. Um, more so, just a you know change
1: of date of some sort. So we did not resend our invitations um, nine months later. I actually hired someone from Task um, TaskRabbit to mimic our first invitation, and we were able to send it out via email via a link. Um, there were many many clicks on that link, so recognize that a lot of people are going to click on that so know the bandwidth of that link so we had to update that very quickly because i had a lot of friends say we could not get this but yeah we didn't know <laughs> exactly like it's like working crash but yeah because we we Decided to invite all the yeses and some of the noes because they were very excited that they could now make our new date. Because I remember this, we weren't <laughs> pregnant, we weren't, you know, at another wedding or whatever. So, yeah, we had more people, uh, which was interesting to swallow. But it was, we did not reprint our sites because a lot of people now know that things are digitally and, and, and can be done through email. A friend of mine, the same thing, she moved her wedding to November, supposed to be in April, and she's. um. I believe, going to do a digital invite going forward.
0: And Rachel, you have a template that people can use. Can you tell us about the template that you have that we're going to send out to everybody who's here after the uh, webinar?
1: Rachel? I think she's frozen.
0: Oh, she's frozen.
1: Oh, wow. wow. Once, I'm well, not, on that that then. Um, not can frozen. can you tell us about
0: you have a uh, elopement package? Yes. Yes. so yes. Right. Be amazing
3: um we're really excited we've always had a stout elopement package which essentially is for our brides who have come to us for whatever reason that don't want the big huge wedding and just want to have the photos and the experience of having a wedding just on a much smaller scale um but due to the coronavirus and the amount of postponements and just uneasy brides it's not even necessarily that they have had to postpone but a bride who's just in the beginning stages of planning and Trying to plan something for you know the late summer or early fall, or they have a more quick turnaround. Um, we've actually put together a curated package, um, that is with our go to vendor team, um, Designer's Choice, which I can promise is a, you know a really great team, um, and is a flat rate that a you know a bride would come to us and they would be able to book this package and still have an amazing photographer, um, have the beautiful venue, all the photos all the flowers, someone to marry them and have the experience. And whether or not they end up having, you know, the big wedding or the party later, um, they at least would have, you know, the celebration early on. Amazing. Rachel's back. I just thought you were really
0: focused for a second, Rachel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Oh, I was frozen but not gone. Okay.
0: Totally um, frozen. Um but Rachel, we were just talking about this template that you have that we're going to send out to everybody after Can yeah. you talk about that a little bit
2: yeah and so um i was gonna say also like with the change the dates like i've seen like tons of um like minted and even some places like zazzle and um zola like a lot of places are doing these change the dates so if you to the point everybody else said if you wanted to just send like a digital change the date or even order them like everybody's doing them people are offering really good offers to be nice but okay so with the template so First of all, like it's 2020, like I encourage everybody to have a phone number and an email for everyone coming to their wedding, any, anyway, because people, like some people don't RSVP, some people, like you know, don't tell you what they want to eat, like you just never know, and you need to be able to like get a hold of everybody. Um, so I think like having a phone number and an email for everyone, like from the get, is like a really good idea, and something we do on this template, which we're gonna send around, is we cat, we encourage people to categorize they're different guest types so it's like if you look at mine like i use the initials of my family but it's like the the friends of the couple usually have a very different tech savvy than the friends of like the grandparents or the friends of the parents so i think it's really smart to categorize them in your spreadsheet so it's like let's say you have to postpone your wedding and you've you've used our template from the beginning and you've emailed you sent a mass email to everybody being like okay here's the situation worth postponing um I would then say to like your mom or your dad, like, here's the people on our list that are your friends. Like, you need to like text them or like, you know, email oh, yeah. them. Like, make sure, like, did they get that email? Like, do they know what's going on? And sort of break your list up into like those different groups of people. Because people can like, you know, miss emails or like miss a text. And like you want to know that people like got that that information. So I think it's like send this mass email and then like use that categorization in the template to assign you your future spouse your different parents or grandparents um or siblings to like reach out to the people that sort of fall under that their bucket in the list and just like do this and make sure everybody knows (laughs) um right exactly um
0: so like moving forward now you're in this situation where you're now redoing all your contracts and Figuring out the next plan, is there anything you would say that people should really look for in the contracts that they're signing moving forward to make sure? Because we just don't know how long this is going to extend, what situation they're in, how they can really prepare themselves in case another shift needs to be made.
3: Yeah. So it's definitely unchartered territory for a lot of people. um, But your seasoned vendors are either going to have a new contract or an addendum to the existing contract. Um, and one thing that we we have in place is you know postponement policies. Can we postpone more than once? Unfortunately, no. Um we are a small business, and we do you know rely on our events following through. Um, so we wouldn't postpone more than once. God forbid a client um, you know, reschedules for a date in September and say there's a hurricane. Right. Can we postpone it again? No, um, we can't, you know, um, we are a small business and we do rely on, you know, the the monies coming in throughout the year for the different events. And as a planner, you know, our work is completed throughout the whole process. It's not just a day of like, you know, we get there the day of, and then you give us our final balance or whatever else. Like we've been working with a lot of these couples for, A year, year and a half, sometimes longer. Um, And so with us, you know, our postponement policy is we're happy to postpone once and to transfer everything over just as long as nothing is being redesigned. Um, But another thing to look at for other vendors is sometimes there's going to be rescheduling fees, and it is more so a vendor to vendor thing. Um, And to really look at your contracts, especially if you don't have a planner um, that can make sure that you guys are in the know before you do
2: those Um, reschedules, you know, the the other thing I would do is like some of your, your, sorry, my equity, some of your, um, vendors might not be seasoned. You know, I Mm love, I love that word. It's such a good way to describe it. Like the, like, these are small businesses, people are up and coming and you know again i'm just gonna like um reiterate what i said before which is just like talk to people so when you're signing those contracts in the first place now that this has happened it's on everybody's radar so when you're signing yeah. contracts in the first place be like or when you're going to do the reschedule be like what if this what if we find ourselves in this situation in march april again next year like what is your policy you know what i mean like and mm-hmm. they might not have it in their contract yet and you guys might figure it out together and like put it in there you know your venue is almost always probably going to have um, a cancellation or an act of God like policy, so just like make sure you read that through. And if you have questions, just ask. But I think um, if you're working with like a, a vendor who um, doesn't have you know really formal contract process yet, and you are going to sign the invoice and you see that there's no mention of like cancellations or rescheduling, don't just hope for the best. Like just talk to them. Be like, let's put something in writing, and you can decide you know decide together. But again, it's like these are just pe- we're all just people. You know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. just talk, ask questions, like figure it out together and you're helping each other out because you're helping them craft their policy going forward and um
3: yeah. You know, community and people- the other thing that I do want to mention is insurance. I mean, yeah. If you didn't have it the first go around, <laughs> please have it the second
2: go around.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, insurance can really like save your ass, really, Um, you know, vendors do need to be paid. They've been holding these dates. And now that some of these postponements are going into, you know, more of a peak season even, um, you know, for instance, if we have an open weekend in September that we could still very well book and a postponement, you know, eases their way into that, you know, we could essentially lose um, money from that and say it needs to be postponed again, just have yourself covered, get the insurance, Um, There are a number of websites that do offer it. Um, WedSure, WedSafe, you can get it as an extension of your homeowners, renters, policy, any of that. Just do it, it will save you. And it is so minimal for how much it will truly save you. I cannot reiterate that enough.
0: Yeah, I feel like everybody's probably learned that lesson. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, So I guess kind of in wrapping things up, I want to ask you guys a couple things. One, I want you to answer two questions for me, each of you. One, what is your tip for remaining like optimistic and positive in this situation? Like, how wh- what can extra time provide you? What would you suggest in this moment that you can see a silver lining for everyone that's in this situation? That's one. Go.
3: Okay. Um, um I would say at the end of the day, just think about what is this all for, you're getting married. Um, Whether it is today or six months from now, nine months from now, a year from now, you're getting married. Um, And that's of course the most important thing. Sometimes I feel like people get lost in the glamor and the pretty of weddings um, and forget about the real reason for the wedding. So I say, just remember why you're here, why you're doing this um, and that it's for you as a couple. Um, it certainly contest your relationship. We have seen that happen quite a few times. Um, but at the end of the day, you are getting married. And the other thing is to be completely honest, you know, would you have had, if your wedding was scheduled for, let's say this weekend, would you have actually had the dream wedding that you really wanted this weekend? Would everyone have actually come? No, you would have had a ton of people cancel. So why not let those people not feel anxious and be able to come and travel for your wedding that you know in a time that's not so anxiety-ridden um and that they can actually enjoy and celebrate with you i love that
2: yeah i think so two things i think like we talk about this at love stories a lot like part of the inspiration behind starting the company was that i think wedding videos really do something that photos can't like you can't forget You can't get lost in the glamour and the pretty when you're watching a video because you're hearing the speeches and you're hearing the vows and you're seeing people's reaction to one another sometimes you're on pinterest and you're looking at beautiful wedding photos and it's exactly like francesca said you can just like sort of forget that it's a wedding and just think that it's like this like a beautiful party and it's more than that and so one and i'm not just saying this to like promote love stories but like if you're feeling stressed and anxious about your wedding any day of the year like go on love stories and watch wedding videos it will relax you. It will like make you happy. It will remind you like what you're doing. Like I watch them to like like feel like less stressed during this like crazy time. Like my Twitter feed is like such a bummer right now. And like watching wedding videos is really like saving me. So that's like thing mm-hmm. one. And thing two is like and again I say this to people on our podcast um, all the time, even when it's not like um, this current situation with Corona. Like, do you know how lucky you are you found someone you want to marry? Like think of all your friends out there that are on the dating apps, like struggling to find someone, or who are like quarantining by themselves right now. Like you are so lucky, and like sometimes you need a little tough love and be reminded that like you you found someone you want to marry. You have enough resources to throw a big wedding with like hundreds of guests. Like you are doing great. Mm -hmm. You are ahead of the curve, and you sometimes you gotta just like remind yourself that take a breath. So that's my that's my. Judy like, tough love thing that I do.
1: I like that. Baby, what would you say? So for me, I am not going to say it was always roses and laughter. I mean, Mm -hmm. there were definitely the times that I was angry, more so angry at the things that I had already done before and spent time on. So everything that I was redoing, you know, the table. You hid that quite well. What'd you say? You hid that quite well, if that was the case. That's nice. Maybe that was more inner. I
0: agree. Yeah, I didn't see a bit of that. (laughs)
1: Maybe that was more inner because it was probably, you know, impacting some of my work time and things that I had already done. So I was spending more time on it. But, you know, I embraced those times. I gave myself a little bit of room to breathe through those feelings, the anger. I tried not to fight with my partner, with Ryan, which is easier said than done. Um, But it allowed me also to run through the checklist and we happened to go to a a few weddings a bunch of weddings and and it was almost like i was able to look at the other weddings and see those as examples of tests of things that you know we need to have music during this time when it's like white noise like i need to have someone taking care of my girls during this time where i am like i have no phone i have no pockets in my dress i have nothing who the heck is leading these people across a, a large plantation? Like, where they have no idea where to go. It's those simple things of like, that that wouldn't have been done before. I had a surprise for Ryan that could not actually happen because there's an ordinance um, that was, you know, made to be at our, our venue. And I was very excited about that, just personally. It was supposed to, No one in my family knew, but I was able to take some time and think about, What would I really want to do for him that he would really want to enjoy? And it ended up being like so much better and cooler and so much fun. It was a mixology bar, by the way. It was a bourbon bar. That's so cute. It was very cool, you know, because cocktails suck at weddings. Um, But so, yeah. And lastly, like knowing that. Keeping your friends and your support system around you, and embracing those people. My girlfriends came together and threw a a Florence and the Levine party. I know we can't all be with our circle right now, but maybe it's getting on, uh, you know, a, a a webinar, a Zoom together, toasting like that moment. Maybe having a faux mm-hmm. wedding, getting dressed up together, and just like being together. Um, and that's, I mean, my team i could not even ask for that and knowing also lastly that when that day does come whether you already had eloped it is a party it is something that you know it's a bigger thing with all your family and your friends there and the people that you really want there that it will be better than ever before and at the end of the day it's only you and your partner it's saying those vows making those promises and starting a whole new life together and putting that perspective on like francesca like rachel said that that's really that moment that is what the wedding is and all that other stuff i mean everyone says that they had the best time even though they were sweating their asses off they were melting but our <laughs> England, the food the music i mean they were on the dance floor. There was not one person. So we couldn't even be carried off the dance floor to sign our wedding agreement because people were like, they brought it for us, knowing that we had to postpone. I got to really, I may not want to get up and dance at this song, but because it's them, we're going to get up and dance and we're mm-hmm. going to do this. So that's just my little um, saying, maintaining that optimism as hard as it is it is worth it. It is worth it to to know that that date will happen for the both of you. Yeah.
0: So we have a few more minutes left, and we definitely want to open it up to Q and A really quickly. But um, someone else just posted, "How would you announce a postponement if the invite hasn't been sent yet?" I'm assuming that means it's probably ordered already.
3: So I would say if they haven't done a save the date, then. I don't know that you necessarily even need to like formally announce it because the only way people would know of a date is if you did a save the date so um i would just let your immediate circle of people who know the date know that it's going to be changed if invites are in process i did see something with minted um actually pop up in my inbox today that if your invites are in process that they will do whatever they can to help you um oh i see save the date was sent. so i would send a change the date um, and just send that as your actual invitation or if you want to make an announcement on like social or send an email or something along the lines of that i think that's probably the best way to go if you have a wedding website put all your information on that um and also to draft an email that just explains you know We are choosing to postpone due to this, and we want everyone there happy and healthy and anxiety-free. And here's our new date, and additional information can be found on our wedding website. um, And a new invitation will, or an invitation will follow. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you can halt those from being printed, um, you know, definitely do that um, and change the date accordingly.
2: Yeah, I would say the same thing. Like, I would if the save the date went out, but not the invitation. I would send a digital change the date so that you can get it out as fast as you can. And we talked, right, like Minted does print and digital, Zola does print and digital, Um, uh, Paperless Post does it. You know, if you could, if you work with an independent designer, we have some great people at Love Stories to be in our love club. If you want some recommendations, they could design you something, you can embed it in an email, but I would like go ahead and get it out and then have your invitation have the the new date. I totally agree.
0: But if it's a financial situation where like, you
2: know you've already done all that in that situation, I say just do a paperless post, right? I would just move to a digital invite. If you yeah. if, if your invitations won't give you your money back, they're already printed, that's like a great place where it's like, okay, like it stinks. Like I love listen, I loved my wedding invitations. They were beautiful. But like Take a breath and just be like, okay, like that mo- I can't get that money back. I'm going to do a digital invitation, which a lot of people are doing now anyway. You
0: know, I, like I, I only did it at a digital yeah, exactly. that's because I'm a little lazy. But the 100%. thing that I, I mean, I feel like if it's a if it's an invitation you're proud of, like send the change the date, like send a digital one, and then in addition to that, also like to the people that are going to keep the invitation forever, like your grandparents and your mother and father and your best friends just give it to them. They're going to love it. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they're they're going to frame it regardless of the date. Right. Yeah. Does anybody else have any other questions before we uh, wrap this up? Or do you guys
3: have anything else you want to say? Did we miss anything? no i think we covered a lot i mean just hang in there unlike a natural disaster which sadly in the southeast we're very used to handling it's usually just one you know one terrible weekend that we have to do a reschedule for um this is impacting everyone across the country across the globe so bear with us your vendors have your best interest in mind and um, we will as, as the planner for sure um do everything to advocate for our clients and To get their date moved as swiftly and and stress free as we possibly can.
2: Yeah, so I just wanted to say one more thing, which is so if you haven't, if you're not familiar with Love Stories TV, like come, it's lovestoriescv.com, come check it out. Like I say, you can watch wedding videos from venues all over the world. So it's a great way to find vendors who have already worked at venues you're considering or to research venues when you can't go visit them in person. We also have an email address called BFF. Like best for our friend at lovestorycv.com. And if you email us with a little bit about your wedding and the date, we'll pull together a curated list of vendors for you. So we can take your date and post it to our vendors and basically see who's available in that place at that time and help connect you in a personalized way, um, which we're super happy to do. Um, and, you know, those are two great places to start. And then finally, you should also, if you visit lovestorycv.com and you get on our email list, we're gonna be sending out an email with vendors who are offering like special uh, oh, opportunities because of this situation. So it's well, yeah, so either like a discount or like a free one-on-one consultation or whatever. So we have a bunch of resources coming. So follow us on Instagram, get on our email list and and then or DM me if if that's easier and then we'll help you out
0: everybody on the chat has has moved quickly the wind is lovely in november alex it's gonna be amazing alex just a question for you and you can type this in but did your your venue shut down indefinitely did you find a new space already yes it did um and you already found a new location oh okay until after june okay got it same location so she's in the same location it's just after june is the new situation and sorry i'm going to come back to daniela she said my wedding is canceled it was planned on eleven oh four. you mean four got it right. <laughs> we will still have um elopement on the day it's our anniversary we made a design everything on we designed everything on our own invitations do-it-yourself table cards how not to cry just looking at it
1: I hear you, Daniela, and I would I would take a moment to just cry, take a moment to let those tears roll, because they're beautiful. You've spent the time, you've spent the money, you put the effort into them. I still posted our original invitations at one point because I was like, these things are—they look like you know artifacts they were
3: beautiful
1: They so, gorgeous and i still sent those invitations to our photographer because normally we would bring them to the date and i said you know clay do you mind photographing these just so we have them just so we have them and knowing them and i still have the link to the digital ones we sent so that i could remember both i have two invitations and i always say to a lot of people that ask about that How many times are you given the chance to marry the same person twice?
2: I love that. Very,
1: very rare, very rare. So the fact that we have two invitations is, is something that we make light about. And I was sad too, because I was like, oh my, I, I stuffed all those damn invitations myself. I stuffed them, they were boxes. I hand delivered them with my girls that work for me. It was a process because you gotta make a statement, right? With those invites, I get it. But it took a second. Realize that still love these invitations, would love the photographs of them, and and then love the digital ones that look similar too. We just have two instead of one. <laughs> love that. Um, Ashley said, our
0: venue is going to call all guests to change reservations to our new date, as long as people can still come. But how do I kindly, politely ask my guests not to bombard reservations as soon as I send my new date announcement?
3: if you know for sure that your venue is going to reach out to the guests that have reservations i would note something in the new date announcement just saying um if you have an existing reservation they will be in touch with you um and i think people will get the gist of it at that point um a lot of hotels if your venue is a hotel a lot of hotels are bombarded right now a lot of hotels have laid off a lot of people um and so even as simple as moving like a room block or something of that nature is taking you know twice or three times as long to actually get a response because they are so short staffed at this point um, and have laid off so many people that i think if you just put something um short and sweet in there that you know, if you had a reservation, um, they will be reaching out to you for the reschedule.
2: And I just can't stress enough that I feel like with weddings, there's so much, like, even a wedding that doesn't change the date, there's so much information about, like, who's staying where and can you bring kids and who's babysitting and how are we getting there? No, no, no. And that's why I really like this idea that we have in our template of, like, having every guest design assigned to a category with, like, an owner in your family. So you send out that email and then you're like, mom. You, I need you to text or call like all the people in your group or like these people in your group and ask them to tell their kids and to tell their sister like and say to you know I like I I don't think that that's uh, should be written off or overlooked because um, I just think there's like a lot of information and not everyone in every generation like reads email like send those emails I agree completely and then like follow up with a call or a text to people who you think need it. Um, That's what I would do.
0: So we have one more. My wedding is in June, mid-June. When should I make the decision to postpone with everything
2: changing by the hour? So this is where you have to, if you don't have a planner like Francesca, this is where you need to, Paula, like email all of your vendors now and ask them like what are the vendors you, you know, you care the most about and like, look back at your contracts and find out like, when is your florist gonna order, order those photos, uh, flowers? <laughs> because if the flowers have already been ordered, then they are a lot less flexible than if the flowers haven't been ordered yet. Like similar things to the food or any kind of signage, like when have the materials mm-hmm. actually been ordered and started to be made because vendors want to work with you want to be flexible, but if they have sunk costs, Then, like, they're not going to be as flexible. So, I think that that's what the first step is like to reach out to some of those vendors and find out on their end, like, is there a date by which you have to order certain things, or you can or cannot be more or less flexible. Um, I think that's like a really important thing to do early. Great advice.
1: I just had a tough question of someone that came in uh, because I know a lot of you are very used to sequences leading up to your weddings in terms of bachelorette party, shower, wedding, or vice versa, or mixed. And I had a friend that you know her bachelorette party's now postponed because can't get there, and her wedding is also postponed. And you know, very, very close girlfriend, same thing. Um, and what I would say to you about that is that even if your wedding occurs before your bachelorette, take the lead. Don't have anybody you take the lead, don't you know have your maid of honor work with her on, on specific dates, but email your girls, email the people that were going to be on the trip and have it she did it again or she 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 done it again party i think that's what another friend is is, is calling it and, and making it a girls trip like a she did it party so it's like you know, instead of You know, losing that trip, losing those moments because they are really, really fun moments. I still, I wasn't, I didn't know Bevin during her her wedding, unfortunately. Um, We now, if when she does like a five year like enormous party, I cannot wait to be a part of that. But she didn't really do the bachelorette party and. I'm going to be on that planning committee with her best friends to help and be there in any way, shape, or form, to make it that sick girl's trip and saying, like, she did it and she made it, you know, to five years or whatever it is because you can still have that moment post-wedding. I know it doesn't have to be that sequence of of everything that we always do and know and, and plan leading up to that event. So get those she did it parties ready to go. Speak to your team. And you take it. That. Take it, um, take it into your hands to really email your girls of a select dates so of maybe hopefully when this could work in the fall. The
0: great, yeah, kind of just to cap it all off. I think the most important thing is just right now, as a collective culture of humans, we have to be so incredibly um, grateful for the help that we have, the loves that we have. And kind of get really malleable and creative in um, this moment and really reach out to each other. I think, you know, I'm incredibly grateful for technology today to allow us a way to come together and communicate and support one another in this situation. So, um, Francesca, thank you so much. Rachel, thank yeah, you. So much. Miss you. Come home. Um, no,
1: We're not together. <laughs> <laughs> huh.
0: um, thank you guys so much. If you, We will be sending out some information post this. So just keep a look in your inbox. Um, stuff from Rachel, stuff from Francesca. Thank you guys for joining and participating. Bye, guys. Bye.
3: I
2: can't get off. <laughs>